This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. I've got Eric on with me. Eric, how are you doing this morning? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. So, as I'm recording this, it is it is Monday, the 8th of February. And it's my understanding that yesterday, there was some sort of major sports ball event. That, frankly, if I hadn't heard people talking about it, and specifically making mention of that they just weren't going to bother watching it. I don't know that I would have even been aware of, and I'm not a hundred percent sure who is even part of it. I feel like Tom Brady is always in the Super Bowl, and I feel like he got. The only reason I know he got switched to the Buccaneers is because I used to live in Tampa Bay, and the short period of time where I actually gave any level of a hoot about football was while I was down there, and therefore was a Bucks fan. But I don't okay. even know who they, they played against. Or any anything? Did you watch the game? Do you have any any interesting tidbits for us, vis-a-vis the superest of bowls? Well, Todd, I will say that um, I did watch some of the game, and uh, as a former Buccaneers, or you know, if you give even the slightest bits of hoots uh, of a game, you would be excited to see that they are now the Super Bowl champions, and they defeated what they call the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and I don't do not know the final score. I did not watch. It was pretty much uh, at the time I turned it off or left the room that it was on. It was a blowout. And I said, well, this is over and good for everybody involved. <laughs> and I I did not have much of an investment in the game whatsoever. And, and that is that's probably not abnormal for me. You know, I have been in the past. And we've discussed in many occasions a, a football fan, a pro football fan. The National Football League is something I follow year to year. So uh, a lot of the, you know, traditional football fans get really, they think I'm crazy when I say, yeah, I don't really care about the playoffs or the Super Bowl. And I never really get excited about a Super Bowl at all. The Unless the home team Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, are playing, in which they've managed not to do that. Uh, they've managed not to get in Super Bowls for quite some time. Yeah, so they, they, had a hot, I, they had a hot run there, I feel like, back in the 80s. Like, I remember growing up. And they won like three or four of them. Like they, they had a whole bunch of Super Bowls yeah, happening, were, and it, it seems like that was, just died off. It was just, it was <laughs> the seventies, yeah, yeah. Well, the seventies okay. they were they won four Super Bowls. They did win um, two Super Bowls in the two thousand, so they do have the total of six, and for the longest time had the most Super Bowls won. So the, they were a very storied franchise and very. Um, and then this year they actually went undefeated and had the best record in the National Football League for the longest time. Um, but you know, as things do. You know, they got defeated by, I think, the Browns, which is never a. Yeah. I don't know much about sports ball, but I know that's got to be hurtful. <laughs> yeah, the Brown, the Browns have been a team that's um, uh, has been disappointing, to say the least, for years. This was their first time they made the playoffs and all the Browns fans rejoiced when they beat the Steelers. And I think they were all happy and so forth. But oh, then the Browns lost so. the, the next week. So it wasn't like, you know, 
normalcy was returned. Well, to an extent. I mean, like, you have your little, you know, like, the Steelers can hang their hat on this year having a really good record and doing well. And then the Browns could say, well, we made the playoffs. And at the end of the day, it's a still, like, what's it matter? And and almost to the point, it's like, what's it matter? If you win the Super Bowl, you get your, your, your ring. And it's not like you make more money, I don't think. So it's just well, you go to Disneyland, it's, right? Which which has uh, got to be significant for you? Yeah, it depends. Or do they not depends. do that anymore? Was that like a no, was that do. like an eighties nineties thing? They do. I think they go to Disney World though, to be quite honest. Okay. So I think they do go to Disney World, which isn't like a big deal for the Tampa Bay people because it's like an hour away. So. <laughs> <laughs> and this year, no one's going to Disneyland because that sucker's shut down. So they only have one option. And yeah. I do believe the the parade they normally throw for the Super Bowl, whoever you know, whoever the MVP is or whatever, and that's the whole thing they do on the field. They said, "I'm going to Disney World." Um, right. They're definitely not doing a parade this year. Uh, I saw that on the news yesterday. The Disney news, not the actual sports news. So right. right. <laughs> so yeah, that that was the Super Bowl. It was the Chiefs versus uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I watched just enough to be dangerous, um, and you didn't have it on whatsoever. No, no, it, it no. Just again, I I've, I'm just not that into. Like there have been times where I've watched it before, and there have been two key reasons why I would watch the Super Bowl, neither of which actually has anything to do with sports. Yeah. One is somebody's having some sort of party, and there's all sorts of delightful snacks and treats, and it's more of a social gathering that just happens sure. to have the game on in the background, which clearly, in a pandemic, is not the case this year. Yeah. And then the the other the other thing is the collateral entertainment, we'll call it. Basically, yeah, the game's on, but really we're not watching the game. Where the game is just a thing that happens between commercials. And or yeah. the halftime show. Yeah, for and sure. yeah, I just just did not feel like mucking with all that. Like Abby and I just like I, said, like I was telling you before the uh, before we started recording, I busted out the old mini Nintendo classic and was playing Castlevania 2 for a good chunk of the day. And then when that got old and we had dinner and whatever, Abby and I are currently binge watching old episodes of The Wire, which is really good stuff. You know, if you're if you're into, you know dramatic television from 2002 uh i highly recommend it but yeah it's just it it happened without us and i'm led to believe it was successful even though i didn't participate for which i'm, yeah. I'm glad if i'd have ruined everything by not not being a part of it I, I might feel bad but it seems like life moved on so yeah no i think uh i think it, they did okay i mean i can't tell you how i don't think it was an exciting game and i think a lot of people when it comes down to it always just want an exciting game. Like a lot of times you're not financially or not, you're not emotionally attached to most teams in the Super Bowl. I mean, typically you have one team and then your diehard fans, obviously there's two select teams that'll have their fans that are really excited and, you know, and so forth. Everybody else just doesn't really care. And then you get a small percentage that just loves football, you know, and they just, you know, and then everybody else is kind of like in your boat where it's just like, uh, you know, commercials, halftime show, uh, you know, Anything else that kind of comes along with it, I don't know. Um, we watch yeah. primarily because it is on Lauren's television station. So I have a uh, okay. that, was, that is why she wanted to watch. I did not bring up the Super Bowl or plan on watching the Super Bowl. Oh. And it is it is not a matter of me being – I mean, I know it's a matter of me 100% being like all or nothing. It's just how my brain works. <laughs> and this year I went right. nothing. Like I took a year off from football because – pandemic and just 
drama from years past and just like, all right, we're going to try to be more productive and not spend all Sunday or most of my Mondays and Tuesdays and whatever watching football. So I just kind of said, yeah, we're not going to do it this year. And I not only didn't watch a game of football, I didn't watch a single snap of football, meaning not one play, not one second of football. Like the, the center did not snap the ball to a quarterback and I did not watch any of it this year, which I, I just wanted to be able to say, yeah, I didn't watch football at all this year. And then Lauren kind of, you know, came home and she's like, yeah, we're going to watch the Super Bowl. And I'm like, yeah, are we? And I wasn't like, I was like I, I'm not going to fight because of principle. Right. Like I legit didn't watch football this year. Like I, I can right. proudly say, right. no, I didn't really watch football. And I'll say the first snap was the first, you know, the kickoff of the Super Bowl that happened said yesterday and that was that right. was that and i guess that's you know i doubt that'll happen again you know i don't think i'll be able to go that long and i don't think there's any point to going that long like i didn't it didn't really serve any purpose except for maybe like to i mean i guess i really don't own the the people that are diehard football fans that are like how could you do that you're you're so into football you you know it's like kind of quitting cold turkey and like who did i prove anything to for that no, right. <laughs> like it well, well, and I, I mean, I guess it, to me, I think there's a distinction to be made because you're not necessarily into football for football's sake. Like you might have your teams or whatever, but mm-hmm. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but your primary driver for being into the football is from a fantasy football's perspective. And it's, it's more, it's, it's, it's less about watching your team or particular games. And it's more about monitoring the stats for your assembled team of fantasy football folk is normally what you're into and so if you're not doing fantasy football all of it kind of falls to the side or or am i reading that wrong no that's that's price precisely now here's i also wanted to do an experiment at one point in time where i didn't watch football whatsoever the entire year while also playing fantasy football and hopefully having a successful record that was that's the ultimate goal in which might be (laughs) what happens next year because Here's the thing, and I've had discussions with my friend, you know, the the notorious Justin Benline, who is my co-commissioner and my he pretty much was on the same ball with me this year where we just didn't watch. He wasn't right. on the extreme. Like, I don't think he watched for like the first six weeks and then he started watching games here or there. But we got to the point where we started feeling obligated or glued or like it was a necessity. It almost was a job that we had to be home on Sunday so we could watch the game. So we could know if our players were doing well and this and that. And it was to the point where it's just like, it wasn't becoming fun. It was me more like you lost an entire Sunday. You couldn't go shopping. You couldn't do anything. You basically had to sit from 1 PM until the very end of the night watching football. And it just wasn't, it's not conducive to like a normal lifestyle and not to mention then you have a Monday night game that you watch, and then you also have a Thursday night game, and then slowly but surely they started throwing Saturday games. It just was like a mess. So yeah, we took this time and this opportunity this year to like say, all right, we're going to take the year off. And it was a tough decision because this – I mean, we've been running a football league since 2004 or you know 2005 at that. So this is a long time running, and we had three fantasy leagues going, and we had – you know. 15, 20 guys that all did it every single year. And to be quite honest, I usually made money off of it. So it's like, for the most part, I'd make, you know, three to a thousand dollars, you know, based off playing these games because I primarily do pretty well. So it it was difficult. And 
when you when we look back, we had a like a conversation last week just saying, what do you think? And we're like, we didn't miss it. And I don't know if that's a that if that's a sign of something or like we didn't miss uh, the entire process of like watching the games or any of that. But why don't we take a real quick commercial break and then we can psychoanalyze this a little bit more. Speaking of Justin Benline, that's a great idea. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be outspoken, but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection justinbenline.com no personality no problem be beige thank you for that everybody head over to justinbenline.com we're continuing our conversation about benline and myself um have you ever done anything like that where where it's a matter of like you've been so hardcore into something and then just like completely dropped it off I, I mean, I don't know if that's just my personality oh, yeah. that I can do that, or is that normal? Uh, no, no. I mean, I don't know that I can. I don't know that mine necessarily come to the same sort of scale or scope of what you've got going on. You know, like you said you've been running these things since 2004, and then you just kind of quit cold turkey. That seems kind of like a like a a major thing. But like a lot of, I guess, my hobbies kind of are cyclical that way. Like when I, when I decided, you know what, I want to start painting miniatures again. And it all started with, you know, a battle box. I got at origins, like three minis and painted them up and like, you know, I enjoy this. And then I went just freaking balls deep into, you know, war machine and hordes and was buying miniatures and painting miniatures. And I painted, you know, an entire faction in a year. Like it was, that was like my main jam. Like if I had free time, I was downstairs painting miniatures. And after I finished, you know, I, I hit my goal of, okay, one year painting everything I've got in this faction and was just kind of burnt out, just kind of over it. And also, you know, in playing the game, I was constantly having my ass handed to me. And I'm like, I'm gonna take a break from this. And I just mm-hmm. dropped it. And I, I, I think I've painted a handful of miniatures since then <laughs> like just dropped off the face of the whatever yeah like it seems like every yeah. every november nanowrimo comes around and i am just just super deep into the keyboard all month long hammering out you know story and then you know december comes around and it's like Whew, okay time to take a break and then i invariably don't get back to it until the following december so like sort of a smaller scale but no i, I can relate I guess here's yeah. my question to you on the on the on the football thing, like because it's all, you know, the stats and the different players and how they're performing. and You need to know that stuff to put your team together and you need to stay up on it so you can do all your trades and and everything. Having taken a year off, does that kind of make you screwed for next season? You know, that haven't been that's up on everything the, or how that, how's that? That's work? kind of the question. Um, so in a normal circumstance. I think I'd be able to regain and be fine. Normally, in most leagues, they're very casual leagues. You don't have people that do a ton of research or play year to year and so forth. You just have, you know, you're, you, you have a book of people and players. That does not sound like you. 
casual. <laughs> Just yeah, <saying>. no, no. <laughs> No, well, that's the problem. So you can like, there's a couple of people that just show up. They have their little books or pay, printouts, and they they don't know who the players are or not. You, they know the right. core ones, and then they just you know go down the list and fill up their team. They get the spots that they need and so forth, and that's and that's fine. Um, in the leagues that we've been playing are very super competitive, and it's a matter of like those late round picks and knowing who players are and how well they did and spotting trends can kind of make or break your team in terms of like when you make money or not. Right. So the people that decided to play this year and other leagues and so forth might have a slight advantage, you know, than over myself because I didn't watch like last year, I could probably name everybody that would have been on these Super Bowl teams. Like I would have been able to name the, you know, seven wide receivers that are on the chiefs. I couldn't tell you, half of the play like I couldn't tell you three right now you know it was just really it was really bad and it's so funny how that is such a temporary like thing in my brain I'm like yeah once it's once the season's over I flush that out and I'm like yeah don't need that until you know September Uh, right I I could get back in because I didn't watch these players in, in college and I really don't watch game film so to speak I look at numbers and every single year, there's brand new players you've never heard of before. So I could get into that easily. I think I could yeah. get back. I don't think that would be a problem because I'm a little extra anyway. You know, if I well, wasn't, yeah, you, if I you talk about people. Maybe, yeah, you talk about people showing up to these things with their printouts. And I know there are people out there who, you know, come with spreadsheets. I just yeah. figure you come at this thing with like a pivot table and, you know, enhanced analytics. Like you've got it all charted out in your brain, you know sort of a thing and it just seems to be odd coming back you know sort of with an empty notebook to the next one that just seems like that'd be weird (laughs) yeah that's that's the truth and you aren't exaggerating that is like i've had i created binders with tabs that had different sectors and all that types of stuff that's i mean but that's that was what's that was fun like here's the thing is all the fun in fantasy football to me came from like july to like early August, September, like, like it's all the off season stuff of trying to figure out like, who's going to be, once the games start, it, 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 <laughs> it's, it's like all every week you're just disappointed. Like, because you have yeah. this promise, you created this team and you did all this research and you're going to be the greatest. And every single week you lose, or you have potential of losing or something disappoints you. It's, you know, there's such a small percentage chance of like that winning the championship and that, that small hide you get from winning like it's 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 it is like gambling and it's just the weirdest little thing um oh but no when no not- when benline and i would talk it, we truthfully didn't miss anything except for the prep work like we didn't miss watching the games or the week to weeks of like oh did we win did we lose how did my players do like we missed prep work and we missed actually like co- having conversations on Tuesday, prepping for the the next week, figuring out how we're going to like, who should we start this week? And what, you know, right. what, should we try to trade this guy or is, is this guy's on the waiver wire? We should pick him up. And <laughs> it, it was, it's unique and weird. And yeah, I don't know. Like, that's the only thing we both said. Yeah, we missed that. Everything else, like no one, we didn't miss the, the watching of football or what's happened over the years is there's been a lot of, not politics, but just too many personalities that you got to deal with. Like you sign up for fantasy football and you just, you think it's just a matter of like playing, you know, a game, you put your lineups in, you submit a lineup, you go against another guy, you win or lose. That's the end of it. But then you start dealing with um, somebody complaining that somebody else didn't put a, a full lineup in that they didn't get it in on time. So somebody got an automatic win because the other guy, you know, like we're not all diehard. So you got 10 diehard, right. two guys that aren't, then you're going to have the you know, two guys that aren't, diehards are going to make it easier for others and you get people complaining and just becomes a pain in the butt and 
I'm, you know, as yeah. the commissioner, like you have to deal with all these and be like, you know what, quit taking it so serious, you know, and then they're right. mad at you because you tell them to quit taking it so serious. It's just, and I, that it was a perfect storm this year, a perfect storm, not to mention COVID. Like we didn't right. have a freaking clue if these games would be playing like we didn't, you know, it was impossible to right. know. Right. So it was a good excuse. And there were many times throughout the year that we were like, we made the right decision because when you have diehard players, people that are really into it. Right. You get a player that you think you're going to win and you got all this money on the line, everything. And then the guy in real life gets COVID can't play. And now you're down a player or something like that. Right. Like, I don't want to, I didn't want to have to deal with that. I didn't want to have to deal with people saying, well, you know, blah, 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 like making excuses. And you know, a lot of people acted like babies about stuff anyway. I mean, right. let's face it. Most of us middle, <laughs> middle-aged, you know, dudes are, uh, will be babies about stuff. It's just how it works. Yeah. No, that's sadly tr- the truth. So, I mean, I, I'm not sure how it works in the dynamics of like, but you would be dealing with the same as like a dungeon master, or game master in a sense. Like you're dealing with these personalities and, and I'm sure you've been in groups that are better than others. And some people take it way oh. too serious. And oh yeah, so that was really a big proponent. Like if, you, if you're playing a game with somebody and everybody's super cool about it and you know, you win, you lose. And everybody's like, yeah, we had a good time playing. It's a totally different experience than having to deal with four guys complaining that one guy didn't put a lineup in and 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 how dare that and I, that screwed my entire chance of winning oh, money yeah. this year and I'm just like get over yourself. Well, I mean, and that's 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 fantasy football. That's 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 D and D. That's you know war gaming. I mean, like one of the reasons why I I sort of fell out of playing War Machine so much is like. I enjoy the game. I like the models. I like the little, you know, storylines behind it. I like the rules. I think it's a fun game. But everybody at my local game store was all about the tournament scene. Because they have tournaments for this stuff, you know, and you build your list and you go and you get points and and all this stuff. And it's just like, I just want to show up on a Tuesday Tuesday after work, bring my little painted dolls and have a little war and have fun. That's it. And, you know, maybe I'll win. Maybe I won't. Like more often, I'm like, I enjoy the game. Doesn't mean I'm necessarily good at it. But in it, but you know, I still enjoy it. Well, if you've got folks getting together and you're playing, we're like, hey, we're just gonna have a good time, and obviously we're both gonna try and win. But we're mainly here to have a good time. And then you show up, and you're and everybody you're playing up against is like, oh, I'm prepping for this tournament this weekend, so I'm gonna try this thing, and I'm just like, th- their whole goal is to hammer you as quickly as humanly possible. I'm like, this is just not fun. Like, I'm just yeah. not. So I can see how if you've got a bunch of guys who are like, hey. We enjoy this sport and all the stats and whatnot to go into it, and we're going to do this fun thing. And then you've got a couple of guys that show up that are just losing their minds because they're taking it way too serious. I can see how that'll suck some of the fun out for you. Yeah, here's the complex thing about fantasy football, or at least the league I'm in. We are not the guys that just want to come to the game and play, you know, have a good time each week. It is a harder entry level. If you just came as a brand new fantasy football player, there's at least six or seven guys that's been playing since nine, like the nineties, right? We've been playing for a long time. So <laughs> it's difficult. It's not an easy entry level, but right. yet we also have, so with that being said, you have to deal with people that obviously like to do this as a long-term hobby or take it serious enough. Right. Right. And then we have a couple people that are even like really serious. And just terms of like, they, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's that there's money on the line or every little thing that somebody does is being scrutinized or whatever, because there is money on the line. So right. we would love a league where it was 
a bunch of casual guys because then you don't have to deal with the politics and the drama of somebody didn't do this or did this or this trade looks sh- shady and blah, blah, blah. Right. Because the casual guys don't really care. They're just like, all right, I'll put my lineup in. I'm good to go. But right. when you have those guys, those are also the guys that kind of take away a little bit of the fun because they're not willing to like they won't pick up the phone and talk to you about a possible trade option or, you know, hey, would you yeah. be willing to do this, this it, like there's. There's pros and cons of having the diehards in there because they're the ones that will be able to like they'll spend an hour talking to you about like prep work and like you should you do this, this and this. And it makes it fun, you know. Right. And then the other guys. So like you have to kind of wane it out. And there are some scenarios where like for I like to think of myself. Um, there's a couple guys in the group that take it serious enough that we put our time and effort in. We have strategies in, in, in place, but we also understand it's a game of luck and chance. So I don't right. care how good you are, what you're doing, you're always going to have that element of this just isn't your day. And right. sometimes that is difficult for some people to understand. And that's when they just like, I'm like, yeah, the guy didn't put his lineup in, of course. And three weeks later, you just so happened went against the guy that he beat because of this and that. And yes, he had this on his team and it, they, they, they make <laughs> these giant scenarios. It's just like, well, I, I lost because of that. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You lost because it's a game of chance and luck. And this wasn't right. your week. Like over it. If you can't, if the hundred dollars mean that much to you that you put into the buy-in, then you shouldn't play because like, there's no guarantee you're going to get it back. When you enter a league, you should be realizing I am donating a hundred dollars with a chance and the likelihood I'll never see this again. <laughs> you know, like that's, well, you're paying a hundred dollars I mean, for 16 weeks of fun. So to speak. Right. Right. Well, like if I go spend $10 on a scratch off ticket, I can't be upset that I don't have, you know, if I lose like that, that's, that's the risk you took. You know, if I, if I go to the casino and throw $10 on a poker table, you know, there's a little more skill involved there, but there's still a whole lot of luck. And I can only be so upset that I've lost my $10. And yeah. like, I can absolutely see where if you're throwing together a poker game and you've got some serious poker folk, and you've got that one guy that shows up that doesn't really play. He do, he he just does scratch offs every now and again, and he shows up to the table. He's gonna mess up the swerve because all the serious poker players are used to serious poker players, and you you know kind of get that mindset, and that kind of defines your style. And then you get a guy who's like, eh, you know, whatever. Like that throws off your swerve. And I gotta think it's a similar thing with this. Yeah, and, and not that only that, it mucks everybody up. So, well, yeah. it's, and it's fun in a sense because you also get these – you get different strategies, right? You get the wild cards, and we, we all know Edgar. He's been on the show before. He's always a wild card. You can't predict <laughs> what he was going to do. So He, he would, is an agent and of chaos. <laughs> that Absolutely. I wouldn't doubt if his – I wouldn't doubt if he had a team named Agent of Chaos once. I mean, <laughs> I know, that's – but the thing is, he would throw it off because you could predict a lot of the players based off of previous trends, what they're common, you know, what they commonly do. Uh, you know, you could predict what's going to happen and how they're going to put a lineup together, or put a team together, or if you offered them a trade, what they would say yes to or not. And I'm sure you've right. been part of, you know, your D&D games where it's just like, yeah, you know, this person's more risky. So he's going to take this risk yeah. chance as opposed to being, you know, averse and so forth. So you start learning these players, especially since we've been in the leagues with them for 10 years. But Edgar is always a wild card and, and it throws people off because he might make a decision based off rolling of a dice, you know? Right. And then, so the <laughs> diehards get real mad. Somebody will throw him a trade. He says, well, let me see about this trade. He says, I'm going to spin a wheel for it. 
And it could be a lopsided <laughs> trade. It could be completely lopsided, but he 100% doesn't really care if he wins or right. loses. He just likes the process. And a lot of times I think he likes to burn shit down, uh, you know, by <laughs> the process. So he'll yeah. spin the wheel. And if the trade goes through, then everybody's mad because it was such a lopsided trade. And this other team got so much better because of it. But it's just like, he paid just as much money as you did. Like he has the right. right. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's, there's been many of conversations <laughs> where in the morning we're like, what did Edgar do? And then we get, I get five <laughs> calls from people saying, how are you going to let that happen? You can't do that. And it's, you know, so it's just the dynamic of, yeah, I don't know why you would want to take a year off from that. That sounds like so much fun. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, so you're going to have to tell this one player, you're not allowed to manage your team that you spend money with this way. Right. Which is not right. But then you also have to say, well, you know, you're going so far out of the belt, like the bell-shaped curve, the average, you're so far off it that it is actually going to affect everything else. So like, we need you to at least move over. So it was very, very difficult. And mind you, all these people are my friends. So, right. you know, you get to the point where some people are like getting to the point where like, you're so annoying at this moment in time that I don't want to talk to you. And that is affecting like actual friendship right. uh, because yeah. of you're taking the game way too serious and, or the other person's not taking it serious enough. So it's very weird. So do you think that if you weren't like in charge, if you weren't the commissioner, if you were just like another player, do you think you'd be, you'd have as much drive to like take the year off? Or do you think just the nature of it, you know, whether you're in charge of something or not, it's, you, um, I you, would you, rather you, be you think in you'd charge. want to take it off. No, no. I mean, I think I took it off this year because last year it was so it, there were many moments where it's just like, this isn't worth it. You know, and what was making it fun wasn't worth it. And I found that I could find other things that could replace it. So for most part this year, I replaced most of my fun with fantasy football with um, the newest AEW wrestling. Like I have something that I look forward to each week and I've replaced wrestling or I replaced football with wrestling. That's all year round. So instead of me, you know, so I watch on Wednesday nights, I watch that. So I feel like I just took this peg and moved it over like you do with your miniatures and stuff like that. Okay. So, so, and, and in terms of would I enjoy it, if I was just ru like sitting by, I didn't think the process of running, it was that difficult. You know, the politics wouldn't go away if I was running it or not. I would just have less control of what's happening. If I'm in you wouldn't be the of hub it, of all the politics. I would, but I would be involved in every single one because of, people would ask, what do you think about this? Well, like that, that yeah. you don't have no, to be in charge fair. to give your opinion. And at least in this case, I had control. And I said, well, you know, like to me, I was like, all right, we'll just burn it out down. Like, you know, we're going to take the ball and go home and <laughs> no one gets to play anymore because you're all being idiots about it. So yeah. I've tended in my life just rather be the leader, you know, and it comes down to group projects and stuff like that. I'd rather just be the leader of many of these if I'm going to be involved at all. So this year I just decided not to be involved at all and I didn't have to worry about it. So that's my solution. Um, but come next year, like the question is, all right, so what do you do? Do you, do you bring back the league? Be, you know, the whole question about COVID is kind of answered in a sense. Like the league was, you will still have people that get inactive, right? You know, you know, last minute, but you're just going to have to deal with it. And it's more luck based. So I, can, I think I can handle it. I was scared the whole season wasn't going to happen. Like at some point in time, right. they shut down the entire league and you have all this money that you just have to refund. And you're like, well, what was the point? So that's why we, one reason we didn't do it. And that was the greatest excuse in the world. <laughs> but now it's a matter of like, all right, so you create a league. What do you want to do? 
Do you want to bring back the people that were prob- problematic, that complained about everything? Do you want to bring back people that were obviously so crazy and chaotic that it created problems? Do you want to just start from scratch and like, how do you find 10, not, not, you know, novice, like brand new players, but like, you know, right. if, if we just invited eight guys to the group and Ben line and I, and eight new guys has never played fantasy football before, like it would be like you going against people that are prepping for a tournament. It just wouldn't right. like, right. how fun would that be? You know? So, right. Um, there's lots of unanswered questions in which we have all off season and, and Ben line and I have already had a couple conversations of like, how can we fix all this and what kind of scenarios could, you know, are there that, um, you know, it, is this something we can remedy and, uh, let's explore the options there. So we're not sure where that's at yet, but there, there's a, there's hope. There's some hope that we will oh, be back to the fantasy football world. Next year, when all this starts happening, we'll, we'll, we'll have you give us some updates and we'll go from there. But we, we've got some time before yeah. <laughs> any of that's going to be a thing. I figure with the big game having just happened, and I normally do a, an annual Todd half-ass talks about sports ball, even though he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about episode. I don't want to break the tradition, and given that you actually do know something, uh, it made sense to have you sort of chime in with your goodness. So thank yeah. you for that, Eric. <laughs> Even though we didn't really talk about the game much at all. <laughs> no. Well, I never. But I feel like last year, I, I the whole Super Bowl episode was me talking about how I wish they'd make it more violent in oh, more of yeah. a combat yeah, I situation. Like we, I, I didn't talk about the actual. Like you, I never we, talk about the actual game. So yeah, you don't come we're, for the actual. We're on sports. track there. Oh, that's no, perfect. No, well, this no, is a unique, no. unique take on the on the big game. So that's great. Yeah. I appreciate the so. opportunity. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, listeners. Enjoy your sport or non-sport balls as you will, and we'll catch you around. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Boom. Sports ball.